From the Anajar and Levine Studios in downtown West Palm Beach, you are listening to Ken LaVica Live on ESPN 106.3. Uh, let's get to some uh, breaking news presented by St. Lucie Battery and Tire. Breaking news on ESPN 106.3 is brought to you by St. Lucie Battery and Tire. If your vehicle has issues with braking or other issues, get it fixed right, right now at St. Lucie Battery and Tire. NFL teams need to be down to 53 men on the roster by 4 p.m. Ian Rappaport, NFL Network, tweets the following. The Dolphins and wide receiver Cedric Wilson have agreed to terms on a rework contract for him to stay in Miami. After months of trade speculation, he sticks. Does that mean they're opening up cap room to trade for Jonathan Taylor? Who knows? Mm, mm, mm. Who knows? I actually have no idea. Seems conceivable, and I should get my hopes up for it. I wonder who the secret team is. Who is the secret team? Because our previous breaking news said it was the Dolphins and a secret team that have made offers that have become dangerous for the Dolphins with Colts running back Jonathan Taylor. Who is the secret team? Show yourself. Kansas City? Anybody? Uh, Why? I don't know. I just want to get involved. I have a feeling also, it, it might be Philly. I know it's been reported. I just do think he lands in Philadelphia. How many running backs can the Eagles get? How many running backs can you practically use? Because I'm sick of them hoarding running backs. You know, if that happens, so be it. Raheem Mostert. The Dolphins are fine. Jeff Wilson? Yeah. He's hurt, but fine. Ahmed? Yeah. Devon A-Chain? Not Miles Gaskin. <laughs> Not Miles Gaskin. <laughs> He's gone. No longer. That's right. Uh, So that is uh, breaking news brought to you by St. Lucie Battery and Tire. Uh, Let me tell you about Quelliv, Q-U-E-L-L-I-V, Quelliv. No breaking news here. Quelliv is your one-stop shop for the greatness of laser therapy. Whether you have sore joints, sore muscles, or your little thin up top, scalp rejuvenation. Maybe you have some troublesome fat areas on your body or you want a little touch-up anti-aging. Well, that's where Quelliv comes in. Q-U-E-L-L-I-V. No pills, no needles, no problem, and really in no time at all. A laser therapy session at Quelliv lasts the amount of time it takes for you to go on your lunch break. It really is awesome stuff. And there's something for everybody there. This isn't something where you're just priced out of it. Don't get don't get uh, bamboozled by the, oh, it's lasers. There's no way I can afford that. No, 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 no. Quelliv has you taken care of at their beautiful facility right off of Flagler in downtown West Palm Beach. It is quiet. It is relaxing. And, well, it works. In my experience, I've had knee pain, gone in a couple of sessions, bam, gone. Back to running, feeling great with Quelliv. And all it's doing is these lasers are enhancing the natural processes the healing processes in your body. It's a no-brainer, guys. Quelliv, Q-U-E-L-L-I-V, Q-U-E-L-L-I-V, Quelliv.com. Sign up now for your appointment at Quelliv, Q-U-E-L-L-I-V, Quelliv.com, right off of Flagler, downtown West Palm Beach. Uh, Matt Stafford's wife's name is Kelly, right? Yeah, that's right. Kelly? Sounds familiar. Uh, Kelly has a podcast. Kelly is a podcaster, and so... Uh, on her podcast, do we have the name of this podcast, by the way? I just want to make sure we're giving proper credit to it. Uh, the Morning After. The Morning After. What could she be speaking of? Hello. 
Uh, Kelly Stafford's podcast is called the uh, the Morning After, and on this week's edition of the Morning After with Kelly Stafford, uh, Kelly talked about how her husband Matt, starting quarterback of the Los Angeles Rams, is having a really tough time connecting to his new teammates out in Southern California. Here is the Morning After podcast with Kelly Stafford. He's like, the difference in the locker room has changed so significantly. And they have a lot of rookies on their team this year. They're very young. So this will be a very interesting season. You know, they're young, they're learning. But he's like, I feel like I can't connect. Because in the old days, you would come out of come out of practice, you'd shower. This is during training camp. Shower. People would be playing cards. People would be interacting. Who knows what they're doing, you know? But they're they're doing something together. They're playing ping pong. They have a a tournament going on doing something, you know, like they're at least talking. He said now they get done with practice or get done with meetings during training camp and they go straight to their phones. Like no one looks up from their phone. So Matthew was like, I don't even know how to, like, do I, am I the dad? Do I take the phones? Like, what do I do here? I mean, there, and he's like, I want them to see me as like, not as like a, I don't know. He's like, as the a coach, you know, he feels like they say like, sir to him. And shit. he's like, no, no, no. We're on the same level here. We're both playing in this league. Like, let me get to know you. But he said so different and so hard to get to know these guys. He had a book printed out. He asked his, or I think it was his equipment guys. Do you have a book printed of all the guys' faces and their names? Because he's like, I don't, I need to know their names. I feel like we don't ever talk. So now I'm going to find their names and I'm going to know and I'm going to be like, hey, so-and-so, how was your weekend? Like, I'm going to, so that they know that I know them and maybe we should get to know each other. Like, so there's some chemistry on the field or something. If I was Matt Stafford and my wife on her podcast is airing out stuff, I've told her obviously at home. Pillow talk right there. About issues I'm having connecting with my teammates in the locker room. I as Matthew Stafford in this role play, would be upset with Kelly Stafford. Because that's become news now. And that's something that Matthew Stafford's going to have to answer to because he's going to get incessant questions about it, all because of Kelly Stafford's The Morning After podcast. Yeah, and also if you're Matthew Stafford and you would assume like he has some kind of there, there, there should be some kind of check and balance there where she's like, hey, I want to talk about this story that you told me like, on my podcast. Get clearance. You would think that he would have to be able to say yes, yay or nay to some of this stuff, but this yeah. sounds like something that he like, wouldn't have wanted out there. It's one thing if she's like on her if she's on her podcast and, and she's saying, Ah oh, man, when Matt goes to the bathroom, he leaves streaks on the toilet. It's so gross. Yeah. Like that's one thing, like a good old giggle, giggle, ha ha domestic thing. But when you're talking about things in the NFL locker room that then media is gonna want to know about and it becomes a storyline. That's a problem. Yeah, this team's not projected to do well this season at all. And now Kelly's just throwing in a reason why that could be, right, to the media and stuff. This is textbook on not on what not to do. Theo, I love the checks and balances thing, right? Matthew's like, yo, what are we doing here? Like, yeah. I wouldn't have even said anything. Or why don't you come holler at me if you want to air out my dirty laundry? Now we're going to win four games this season, and it's because I don't have a relationship with my team. Right, like when, when my wife eventually starts her podcast, Ken Confidential, mm. wherever you get your podcast, I, 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 I trust her to use good judgment 
when she reveals some of my intimate details, like, ah, Ken left his hair in the sink, or, uh, oh, man, he drinks red wine every night. But if I say something to her in confidence, like, oh, my God, Stone for the 15th straight day screwed something up on the show. I'm so sick and tired of that guy. She's not going to go on her Ken Confidential podcast and drop that because then I have to answer questions about that. And that's not good. You have to be a responsible podcaster. You have to. You have to. You also you, you usually want to be able to hide your sources some. Of course, her source is literally Matt Stafford. Right. There's no question in that. So um, it's uh, it's going to be a little tricky. But you know what? Stat, Stafford, he's a veteran. All right? They're going into a year where they don't really care. What's Their, their win total is probably like around six or it's seven stone. Four and a half. Four and a half? <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. Oh. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's why I said okay. four games. All it's, right, it's one better than uh, the Arizona Cardinals, mm-hmm. right? Yep. And their quarterback room is again Josh Dobbs, oh. Clayton Tune, and David Blau. But since now we know that Matt Stafford, thanks to Kelly, is having trouble connecting with his younger teammates, and this really comes down to a millennial quarterback in Matthew Stafford. I believe he's a millennial. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. And a Gen Z group of teammates there in that Rams locker room, I decided it would be a good idea to tap into the brain of our own frustratingly young Gen Z teammate here on Ken Levick Alive. And that is a former quarterback himself who has experience connecting with the youth of America in football locker rooms, former Southern Illinois quarterback Stone Labanowitz. For a segment I like to call Stone to Stafford. A Young Person's Guide to Bonding with Young Players. And it debuts here on Ken Levicka Live. Stone, can you give Matt Stafford some tips on how to connect with some of his younger teammates? I'd be glad to. And honestly, I think that he could use these. Uh, I do think that I have more of a grip on that L.A. Rams locker room than I think Matthew Stafford does at this point. Pause. A la <laughs> Kelly Stafford. Thanks, <laughs> <And> Sherm. <laughs> Really I do like Ken Disputed. Ken Disputed's off to a great yeah. start. <laughs> Listen, so I have jotted down a list of things that Matthew Stafford could use to his advantage to further the relationships that he has with some of his Gen Z teammates. First one, this one's easy. Get a tattoo. <laughs> Walk into the locker room with a fresh piece of ink. Like, hey, Matt, what, what'd you do? You know, hey, guys, it was a spur of the moment thing. Here it is. Here's my cross and, uh, you know, some of the, the uh, <laughs> what are those, those signs called? Your, your, zodiac. Uh, your, your zodiac signs. And, yeah, you just mix it all up in there. It's typically the first tattoo for 17 Mix it all up in there. So he's getting uh, he's going to mix it up all in there with some ink on his arm with a cross and some zodiac signs. Says Stone the Banowitz. That is a good first way for Matt Stafford to connect with his Gen Z teammates. He's a lever rising, I think. Yeah, just, just get involved, Matt, regardless. Just ink your body up. Um... <laughs> Number two, this one it was something that I did often. It worked to perfection. Take the aux in the locker room. But right. don't play your music. Have one of your teammates make you a playlist and then play it for the team. So I, I typically would find a wide receiver like, yo, give me a playlist of like 10, 15 songs. I want to let this ride and I want everybody to see me plugging my phone in on the aux. Why, so, does, why did you pick an offensive tackle? <laughs> you know why? Because <laughs> because it, I, it wasn't efficient. You right? had to go to the skill players. I did have to go to the skill players <laughs> right, for this. Right, right. You, you've you've got to you've got to yeah. look at what your population in the yeah. locker room is. Okay. Right. The last like, thing I wanted was any you know Morgan Wallen or any you right. know, Darius Rucker like just nothing yeah. insulting. Yeah. Boys. Hey, a little baby. 
Yeah, get a little, right. little baby, little yeah. Kodak. Yeah, we were in the Midwest, so G Herbo was popular. When the oh. boys heard a Herbo song, it, it got jumping. I have no idea who that some is. Some young Herbo. boys. Come some on, dog. Fivio Forum, ESTG, guys that I had no clue existed. 42 Doug, right? All oh the Dirk, goodness. the Thugs, the Cardies. He's oh digging God. deep here in his Midwestern rap bag. I mean, I it am. wasn't me. It was the receiver digging deep <laughs> for me or not digging at all. The but, only hip hop Doug I know is Dougie Fresh. <laughs> right, right. So, Ken, uh, when the music got played, they were like, oh, Stone, you be on that. You be on that. You know so what Oh, you yeah. connect. You connect. Yeah. That's good. All right. So uh, Stone to Stafford, a young person's guide to bonding with young players, trying to help Matthew Stafford in that Rams locker room because, as he told his wife, Kelly, who then went straight to a podcast to tell the world he's having trouble connecting to his young Gen Z teammates. So far, Stone had suggested Matt Stafford get inked up and then two take control of the aux in the locker room. Stone, what's your third piece of advice for Matt Stafford? Yeah, so number three here is to walk into the locker room in a pair of Balmain jeans. I think showing your boys that you're up to date in the fashion is important. The fact that they know that I'm you know. I'm looking at Theo here. I have no yeah, idea. what are Balmain jeans? Balmain jeans. Some of the shredded, some of the the, the oh. faded jeans that that are that are popular with, I'm sure, some of his teammates. Right? Obviously, he wouldn't wear them. So just walk in with a fresh pair of jeans that the kids are wearing nowadays, and they'll say, Matt. You got it going on there, buddy. I, I think said, that was I a miss. That's a swing and a miss right there. You some ice, maybe like a different chain. Like yeah. that would have I, I didn't want to go the Kirko route. I didn't want to go the yeah. ice. It's already taken up. It's I already was, Kirk Cousins. I was thing. with you with the ink. I was with you with the aux cord. Some jeans. I got a problem with the jeans. <laughs> this yeah. one's not like serious. anybody's gonna be like, damn, Matt. Yeah. That denim's sick, <laughs> bro. Well, your your ass sitting in them new jeans, Matt. Man, I, I didn't know you was like that. Like that's all you're looking man, for. They fit yeah. around your backside so well. That's all you're looking for. I didn't know you was like that. That's it. That's it. And then they make fun of you for the week, the next week, and the following week. Now you're a subject of conversation about how stupid Matt looked. All right, number four here. <laughs> Let the youngins take you out and just drink way more than they do. I think this is something that's in Matt's wheelhouse. We know he's a big beer drinker. Take the boys out. Obviously, pay the tab and just down about 12 more drinks than they do. I think that's something. So Matt's still got it. Matt, I know you got kids. I know you hang at home with the wife, but Matt's still got it going on. What if Matt don't got it, though? <laughs> I think Matt has it. Don't do that to Matt. I'm just saying with some 23-year-olds, a bunch of rookies, dudes who are literally just binge drinking in college yesterday. And he already said he can't get them out of, out of their phones. You must not know about Matt then, Theo. Yeah. He's, he's a beer chugger. He's a beer chugger. He's a big I know he's partner a when it came Bulldog. to UGA. Yeah, I know all of that, but he's also 35, 36 right. now. And uh, one more, Stone. What is uh, what is your last piece of advice for Matt Stafford? I saved this one for last, but play video games with the boys. Their faces are stuck in their phones. Obviously, you need to put the headset on and chop it up with them. Let it be a joke, right? Stream it for the Rams fans out there. Get thousands and thousands of viewers and let them kind of see that other side of you while your boys make fun of you. Would you say grab the sticks, play some shell? I mean, grab shell. the sticks, play some shell. I, I would imagine nobody in that Rams locker room is actually playing shell. It's probably more of Call of Duty, the Warzone vibe. So I would imagine or, G- or GTA, a little Grand Theft Auto. Get okay. involved with some of them, Matt. Play some video games. Get a setup. And thus concludes Stone to Stafford, a young person's guide to bonding with young players. Again, we should send this to Kelly. We should. Yeah. We should send this to Kelly. We should. We should just um, clip this and play it on our podcast. Stone's, <laughs> yes. Uh, Ken Confidential, we can add it to that as well. <laughs> um, uh, Stone's first piece of advice to Matt Stafford to get the attention of his teammates, his young Gen Z teammates, get ink. Uh, number two, get the aux cord. Uh, number three. And the ghost producer, too, on that one. He's yeah, a, a yeah, ghost writer. Yeah, he can't do his own ghost producer. Ghost producer. Yeah, no, he can't do. A ghost uh, DJ. Yeah, he can't have uh, Toby Keith. I don't know. <laughs> 
Uh, number three, get new cool jeans. <laughs> I still think that one's a little sketchy. That's the least productive one. You could have yeah. went with the inseam shorts or yeah. whatever. Uh, go out and out drink them uh, was number four. It's a simple one. And number five, play video games with them. That is Stone Labanowitz, Gen Z quarterback. His suggestion for Matt Stafford to connect with his Gen Z teammates. Uh, when we come back... Speaking of connecting with your players, there is a new head college football coach who I'm not quite sure is there yet. Mm. And another one who right now is living in a little bit of denial. I'll explain when we come back. He's Theo Dorsey, WPTV News Channel 5, WFLX Fox 29. I'm Ken Levick. I'm live on ESPN 106.3. From the Anajar and Levine Studios in downtown West Palm Beach, you are listening to Ken LaBecca Live on ESPN 106.3. The Dolphins have announced a 3.30 press conference with Mike McDaniel. What does that mean? Does it mean Jonathan Taylor? I don't know. Does anything mean Jonathan Taylor? Who knows? Who's the mystery team? I don't know. That means no Jonathan Taylor. Yeah. Well, they had he's, he was going to do a press conference anyway, right? Like, yeah, probably. I know, but, but they're, they... they're going to get the fans ready for the season at this point. We love who we got. We love all the guys in house. Yes, yeah. that and this. Coaches speak. We're ready for the season. Let's go. Mike McDaniel is going to give one of those like answers that definitely gets tweeted all around. You oh know, yeah, his, his answer is going to go viral to whatever the JT question is. Today. He's going to say like, "Who? Who's yeah. that?" Jonathan We've got Taylor. Raheem Mostert. <laughs> Damn right. <laughs> That's your off-season football report brought to you by Baptist Health Orthopedic Care. They have a team of skilled orthopedic sports medicine surgeons and specialists that specialize in surgical and non-surgical treatments to get you back to what you love. Don't put off seeing a doctor. Visit baptisthealth.net slash ortho today for more information. Baptist Health Orthopedic Care combines its resources of experienced physicians, leading-edge treatments, and technology to provide advanced orthopedic foot and ankle joint replacement spine and sports medicine care. Visit baptisthealth.net slash ortho for more information today, Baptist Health Orthopedic Care has offices conveniently located in Palm Beach County through the Florida Keys. Learn more by visiting baptisthealth.net slash ortho. All right, I've got to be honest about something. I know I work in sports talk radio, and I'm all for taking a topic and spinning it into a debatable uh, situation, uh, placing it on a platter, taking sides. But there is... A single topic that has taken over sports discourse, not involving the Dallas Cowboys for the last two days, and I can't believe we're still doing this. Mm. Noah Lyles is, he's, he's the best American sprinter. He's right? the fastest man in the world. Fastest man in the world, Noah Lyles, an American sprinter. And uh, after he won at the World Championships this past week, and he had some thoughts about being called a world champion. And those thoughts included taking a shot at the NBA. Here is Noah Lyles about when you should call yourself a world champion. World champion of what? <laughs> the United States? You know, the thing that hurts me the most is that I have to watch the NBA finals and they have world champion on their head. World champion of what? <laughs> the United States? Don't get me wrong. I, I love the U.S. at times. <laughs> but that ain't the world. 
<laughs> that is not the world. We are the world. We have almost every country out here fighting, thriving, putting on their flag to show that they are represented. There ain't no flags in the NBA. <laughs> so that, that right there, and that is a debate as old as time. Right. Is this American team that won this title the world champion? Because, and let's be clear too, this is the most American exceptionalism thing possible. America is the only country that has its domestic teams declaring itself a world champion if they win an American league, right? Like, that, yeah. that, that doesn't happen anywhere else. Like, in soccer, Manchester City doesn't win the Premier League, and all of a sudden they declare themselves the world champions. Barcelona doesn't win uh, uh, the be La Liga. League, though, right? What's that? What's In soccer, isn't, like, Premier League the number one in all of the world, or is La Liga? Well, it's debatable. It's See, debatable. Well, that's the problem. That's the problem, then. There's nothing debatable about the NBA being the best basketball how, But how do we know? It's, it, it is. We're dealing in hypotheticals. How do we're we know? Not. How we're, do we know? We're dealing in hypotheticals. I'm Let's not. have a worldwide club tournament. Soccer has a worldwide club tournament. Let's do it for, I, for basketball. I, we involve Toronto. Again, we just joked about kind of making this a debate thing. It's not a hypothetical at all. It's not a hypothetical. Like, there's no I think discussion. It oh, fine. Then maybe it depends on the sport. Like, fine. I'll, I'll give you, yes, the NBA is the best the the best league in the world. It's but, not close. But in a seven-game series, you don't think that, that like, a, like an FAU in the NCAA tournament, they came out of nowhere to people and started winning games against superior opponents, winning, 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 uh, whether it's Memphis, whether it's Ohio, uh, whether it's Tennessee, whether it's Kansas State. Like You don't think that there isn't a time where a team would be able to knock off a Denver Nuggets, knock off no. a LA Lakers. You don't think there's ever, ever no. a chance that that could happen, Zero. ever a chance that could happen. Zero percent chance that the champion of the National Basketball Association would lose to any international team, especially outside of Team USA. Because look at those teams. Those teams are led by NBA players. Luka Doncic is the Slovenian team. I mean, like, we just send the 20-year-olds over there anyway like to, to handle the lightweight. The French, that's, that's the squad that's over there right now. The, the French team is led by the NBA guys. Like The NBA dominates the world in basketball. The best players from over there come over here instantly. Victor Wimbanyama's not like, hold on now, I got to see what's going on here. And uh, I mean, here's my thing, though. If Canada wins the, the FIBA World Championship, they're more world champions than the Denver Nuggets are. They've earned that title more than the Denver Nuggets do. Like they do. So you're saying it's an international competition. I'm just saying that there's more nuance to this than Kevin Durant, who then responded on social media, uh, ripping this guy apart. Uh, UD, big fan, but going with that bull blade bra. Uh, Draymond Green, when being smart goes wrong. Kendrick Perkins, of course, he had to weigh in that big ham-headed dope. <laughs> Put his brain in a bird and the bird will start flying backward. What is he talking? <laughs> it's old country saying. God. P.J. Tucker, can't make this bleep up. Like, just the, the, the blowback from NBA players. Don't you have anything better to do? Don't you have a Chinese tour to go on? What are you don't talking you? about? Noah just went after the NBA. Don't you have Noah anything? Noah just accomplished something. What, so well, did he? So did Kevin yeah, Durant. Yeah. He won a world championship at his sport. Yeah, Nikola at, Jokic at an international them, level. Nikola Jokic and them accomplished something as well. And winning in the NBA, winning a championship in the NBA, I mean, 
I'm not going to say it's any I, I, comparing apples to oranges. Trying to talk about a sprinter versus an well, NBA fine. champion. What he should have done is said baseball. What he should have done is said hockey. Where you can have a legitimate argument if the best team yeah. in Major League Baseball is actually the best team on the planet because there's many good teams in Japan, many good teams in the Caribbean that I think could absolutely hang with the best Major League Baseball teams. Hockey, same thing. Sweden, Denmark, uh, Russia uh, compared to NHL teams. And yes, all of these leagues are much more international than they used to be, but those leagues, I think you could make an argument. Fine. He picked the wrong, he picked the wrong, he picked the wrong target, but for these guys to freak out the way that they are, stop. Like, stop. It's an overreaction Enough. to a bad take. It's also an overreaction to a conversation slash debate that we've been having like way too much in way long time ago. I thought this was way behind me. It reminds me on Twitter when every now and then the, the conversation is posed of, oh, how should you split uh, bills when you're moving in with somebody new? And then there's this, all this discourse that comes out. Like, How many times are we going to have these same arguments? He might as well got up there and said LeBron's better than Jordan. Like, It's on that level of uh, – old, tired debates that I'm but, done with. Now. Like, we came together, and we had a slight disagreement then, and then we came together as one. This show came together as one, and we all agreed after after a little bit of discourse that that Noah Lyles just picked the wrong sport target. Uh, if you win the NBA championship, yeah. you can be called the world champion. If you win the Super Bowl, you can be called a world champion because nowhere else has legitimate professional football. 100% okay? there. Um, but baseball, hockey, you probably should just go with Stanley Cup champion and go with World Series champion. Good? Perfect. Good. We agreed. Wow. Awesome. High fives all around. Good job, Theo. Good job, Stone. But then we're on day three. We're 72 hours into this stupid debate that's been around for decades. You've got NBA players throwing tantrums on social media. Stephen A. Smith is calling Noah Lyles ignorant because he is just thirsty for something to talk about other than should the Cowboys have contacted Dak Prescott before they got Trey Lance? Hey, guys, new show. Hey, should the Cowboys have contacted Dak Prescott before they got Trey Lance? We're on day three of that, too. God, we need the football season to start. I, it triggered me, and I think the reasons were the conviction that he had in his voice, his tone, his delivery. That got me just, out of my chair. Because he just won an international championship, and you know what? He's a pot stirrer. I respect that he, about him. I'm good was, with that. We was, just... He, condescending. In, we in just a sense. declared Peyton Manning not a real quarterback when he won the Super Bowl <laughs> at the Broncos, so he's not that far away from us in our little petty neighborhood stone. Well, we had we had stats yeah, to back the, the Peyton Manning one up. This guy, the stats would just go against him. No, Lyle's got a gold damn medal. It's he, all right, he Kevin Durant. No <laughs> also, did you see the 200 meter dash? It was like three other American sprinters in there with him, so half of his field was American. So, can we take away the world champion from that one? They all went through a process. They went through a qualifying process, and that's just came the cream of the cream of the crop. There's a qualifying process too. It's called the NBA draft and the NBA free agency. And if you don't make it into the NBA, you're not one of the best in the world. Sorry. It's, this one's easy. This is two plus two here. I mean, the Nuggets, for perspective, just swept the Lakers, swept a LeBron James team. Like, they're not going to go handle business against Portugal. Or how about we have some guts? How about we have some guts and we put together an international club competition? Instead of a mid-season NBA tournament, let's put together an off-season club competition. There's a Club World Cup in soccer. Yeah. You can determine the best club in the world. Let's do that for basketball. Our, our Adam best Silver, players, let's go. Our you best can, players wouldn't even play in it. That's the thing. And also, what team, what but team are you fielding outside of the that's NBA a, players? I don't know. Barcelona, Real Madrid have exceptional basketball teams in Spain. Yeah. Uh, Latvia. That was back in 2014. They still they are. Still do. They're still there and they're still solid, but you know what they are? They're feeder programs because all of their generational talent go where? 
Okay, but maybe you're catching them. I mean, the same thing happens in soccer. Yeah, yeah, a team it, that makes the Champions League in Europe, they, they, they there's a good chance that they don't have the same superstar. They've gone to another team, but you've qualified for that year. So let it happen. Let it play out. What are you scared of? If you're mighty America, the NBA is mighty stars and stripes, red, white, and blue. Hand over your heart. Constitution. Why didn't you play the other teams? What are you scared of, America? And I'm a, I am ai am as pro-American as they come. I want to sing the damn national anthem right now, especially if it was God bless America. But what are we scared of, damn it? Let's play the best team out of Spain. We sent Austin Reeves overseas. <laughs> we sent Austin Reeves overseas. That's just goes to show you what we're afraid of, also, and it's absolutely nothing. Walker Kessler. When we come back, and Coach Spo. A comparison of two college football coaches. Who's more wrong? He's Theo Dorsey, WPTV News Channel 5, WFLX Fox 29. I'm Ken Levick. I'm live on ESPN 106.3. From the Anajar and Levine Studios in downtown West Palm Beach, you are listening to Ken Levick Alive on ESPN 106.3. Stone, we're going to have to cancel the college football coach conversation because... There's legitimate breaking news, and I've never been more embarrassed as a fan. <laughs> oh, do I need to run the line? Um, maybe. Or is it more of an Oppenheimer that we're looking for? Uh, it'll, it'll definitely be an Oppenheimer. Hold on. Let me first tell you about EDS air conditioning. If your AC goes out, it's definitely an Oppenheimer situation. It is total meltdown mode. So that's where you need EDS air conditioning. EDS is, yes, edsairconditioning.com. They've been doing it since 2006. They're family-owned and operated. Uh, They service Palm Beach County and surrounding areas. So whether your AC is starting to act up, your AC is flat out dead, deceased, flatlined, it's EDS. EDS is, yes, edsairconditioning.com. Also use them for your air quality needs in your home, not to mention any plumbing concerns, they are so versatile. EDSairconditioning.com. EDSairconditioning.com. EDS is yes, EDSairconditioning.com. And use the website, EDSairconditioning.com, especially for after-hours emergencies. All right. Over the weekend, you may have heard, guys, that um, at a Chicago White Sox game against the Oakland A's, two women were shot at the game. Vanilla Ice was supposed to perform. It was a 90s night at Guaranteed Rates uh, Field in, in on the south side, and they had to cancel his performance because two people legitimately in the ballpark got shot, uh. shot. And when I saw that, I just put my hand on my head, a big White Sox fan, like what else could go wrong this season? Now, fortunately, both women ended up being okay. One got shot in the foot. One was grazed by a bullet, so not life-threatening wounds, but... In an American sports arena, in a Major League Baseball stadium with tons of security, someone, two people, were shot. Now, Chicago police did not know if the shots came from inside the stadium or came from outside the stadium. I remember when the old Comiskey Park was torn down in the early 90s, they found bullet holes all in the back of the gigantic center field scoreboard. So police were investigating with someone standing outside the stadium uh, behind the left field or right field bleachers and shooting into the stadium. That presents a whole different uh, a, a, a smattering of issues. Or did someone shoot someone else or have a discharge of a firearm in guaranteed right field? Our sister station, ESPN 1000 out of Chicago, 
is reporting the following. The shooting at guaranteed rate field during a White Sox game over the weekend was indeed an accidental discharge by one of the women grazed by the bullet. She reportedly snuck the gun in past metal detectors, hiding it in the folds of her belly fat. Wow. Well, but why? I am humiliated. I mean, this is a franchise that many years ago had its fans run onto the field and attack a first base coach. Ran onto the field and attacked an umpire. Threw a World Series, allegedly. This is the most embarrassing moment in White Sox history. A plus-size woman snuck a firearm into the stadium in her belly fat and then shot herself and another person accidentally. It's like Plaxico Burrislow. Yeah. If he was 352 pounds. Right. I am, I am done with baseball. I'm done. Like, this is the lowest of low points. Like, I, I don't want people shot at all, ever. Not a fan. But this is about the worst possible way this could have played out. Because not only do you have a fan with a gun that got through White Sox security, yeah. this now plays into a stereotype of White Sox fans as Polish sausage guzzling heifers. The White Sox will never get past this. They'll never live this down. Ever. Done. I I feel like I just need to look for a new team. Also security concerns. Yeah. But I mean, Jesus, it's in her... Fat. Yeah. It's awful. It's Theo, that's Stone. I'm Ken. I'm embarrassed. Bye.